0: This is 2 and 2 Missionaries, a podcast by missionaries for missionaries. We are your hosts, missionary Philip Daniel Fry and missionary Kenneth Charles Murphy. This podcast was designed to give you ideas, so let's get right into it. Okay, we want to welcome you to 2 and 2 Missionaries. Today I'm here... Uh, As a host, uh, my name is uh, Brother Fry from Missionary in Germany and with me, Brother Murphy, also missionary in Germany. And uh, we obviously started this podcast to talk about um, things that are related to missionaries that are already in the field or missionaries that think about going to the field. And uh, probably this is going to be more related to those people and it's uh, how to start on the mission field. And so... Brother, if if you remember, I mean, it's, it's been uh, some time, but at some point, you know, you have your deputation done, you, you have your money ready, you're, you're going to that airplane, and you're landing. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you do when you first, when you first landed and when you first just came to Germany? I mean, obviously, look for an apartment, but yeah, yeah, what did you do?
1: We were a little bit, um, I guess, an exception. The exception proves the rule, though. Uh, everyone's experience when they go to the mission field was going to be a little bit different, but uh, I had the exception. My wife is German, uh, and I actually came to the mission field before I was supported. Uh, my pastor told me when uh, when I left uh, Bible school, uh, once you get over there and get something started, get a, get a work started, we'll support you. And I was here for two years. Uh, I worked on the economy here uh, with my father-in-law. Um, I was a cook with my father in a barbecue restaurant, and my father-in-law owns a, um, an Italian restaurant. And so I actually worked the for, first two years I was on the mission field uh, as a cook here, and I attended a military, an American military church, and that's how I got my burden uh, working in that church. Uh, I got a burden for the German people here. When I saw the the darkness that was here in the land, I returned back to the States and uh, we raised support in 18 months. And so when we came to the field, uh, we already had an apartment that we left. Um, so our situation was a little bit different, uh, but um, I'm not going to hog the uh, podcast here with our story. But when we got to the field, we had already... Uh, We had already made contacts. We had already had uh, German nationals waiting for us to get back. And I already had a convert um, uh, and a disciple that was waiting for me to return. So in that regard, my mission experience is a little bit different than what most missionaries will experience. So uh, uh, I'm looking at this podcast today and what uh, how to start on the mission field, we obviously had to start just like everyone else did. So a lot of the things that the typical missionary would would look to go to the mission field was absolutely necessary. It's just that we had uh, somewhat of a head start in the sense that I worked here two years before reaching the field. Uh, so we I worked into the mission field on a very, very gradual level because I had no idea that I was going to be coming back here as a, as a full-time missionary. Uh, but uh, all of the things that we'll be talking about today is, like I said, the exception proves the rule. You still have to get started on the mission field. And so this is what the podcast is, uh, is about today, brother. What, what, what did you want to say about it? And, and how, how do you think that a missionary should view the, the, the starting point, the getting out of the gate and landing on the mission field?
0: Well, I would first of all k- kind of give a disclaimer. What I'm try- what I'm saying is, is is pertaining mostly for Europe uh, because it has very uh, Europe is 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 in some form very special to Asian countries or or poorer uh, countries in this world. But uh, giving that disclaimer, I think first of all I would really make sure to go to uh, to 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 make sure to to join a missionary that's already there, if there is already one there. If not, then, then, then okay. But don't, do not make the mistake of thinking I have to go in Europe somewhere where there is nobody. Is there Baptist churches everywhere? No. <laughs> uh, there are places where there is nothing. So it's not hard to find something like that. But again, mm-hmm. and then I would, I would most certainly say learn the language which and i can i can relate to it because i was in, i learned obviously more than one language i learned english pretty much um in switzerland but i'm talking about more like french when i when i learned french i went over there and i focused on the language so my job and and i want to give from the beginning i have a a huge uh it's, it's very important to me, and I put a big emphasis on working hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very normal in Europe to work 40 hours a week. Now, I don't know for America. You probably have to tell me if that's about the same. Maybe it's a bit more, but it's probably mm-hmm. around 40 to 50 hours. I'd, yes, I'd imagine. absolutely. So, so I believe that... For example, if a person is unemployed, he should look for a job 40 to 50 hours a week, because if he does yeah. that, he will find very quickly a job. People are used to, now I'm I'm laid off, now somebody else does that work for me, I'm just being lazy, and now every once in a while I'm sending out a letter. You're never gonna find a job like that. So the same thing for a missionary. I believe that he needs to account for 40 to 50 hours yes. a week, minimum.
1: Absolutely. Now,
0: a lot of preachers say I'm worth double honor, good. Then also do the work that's worth double honor, and that's uh, a worthy uh, uh, um, a labor is worth worthy of his higher, um, higher. And so, the, the thing is, work forty to fifty hours on that language. How do you do that? Go to school, mm-hmm. but don't go to school of eight hours a day. Go to school two three hours, and the rest of the time. Make contacts. What I did in France was I went out there every day, passed out tracks. He said, were you a missionary in France? No, but don't they? these people need the gospel? Mm-hmm. And by the way, I was with a veteran missionary there. And he told me what I can do and what I shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. I made contacts on the streets, brother. I, mm-hmm. I knew the street. I knew everybody on the slide line, I knew every beggar. I knew them all, and that's it. that's that's that. And that talking in ten weeks, I knew in ten mm-hmm. weeks everybody. I knew all the. I knew how to get around. Uh, I, I just knew it, mm-hmm. and I didn't go door to door knocking because that's just simply in Europe it doesn't work. <laughs> but I just walked the streets, and and people asked me, "What are you doing here?" I'm a I'm a language student. That's another thing. Do not come to Europe and say, I'm a missionary. If you're doing that, you're already striked out. And I'm talking about you're striked out. You're immediately getting three strikes, <laughs> you're done.
1: Yeah, we you start. We had encounters with people that um, when we would go out and preach on the streets uh, very early on, we had a lot of encounter with the established Christian. Churches here that would tell us that we're not needed here. That um, Germany already has the gospel. That that would be more needed in the bush somewhere in some jungle uh, somewhere. And so yes, that's that's the mentality here in Germany. Uh, you you have to approach the people here uh, and get in with the people. And uh, like I said, I had uh, uh, I certainly don't want to call, call it a disadvantage. I, I think I had a great advantage of uh, the Lord. It was the Lord's doing. Uh, And it is marvelous. Uh, So the Lord put us uh, in touch with these people by the same methods that you said you reached out in uh, France. We uh, my wife and I went out on the street together and I learned uh, uh, to speak German, Lord. Uh, more on the street than I did in the classroom environment because I went out and I stayed on the street and talked to the people and met people and tried to get to know what the culture and what the mentality of the people were that I was uh, going to be coming back to uh, minister to. So when I went to the States on deputation, uh, deputation was a necessary process, but my sights and my goal was already set. And like I said, I've raised uh, we were fully supported in 18 months, and um, we came back, and I just picked right back up where I left off. I, I did join a language school mm-hmm. once I got back here, and uh, uh, that that was part of my training. But the biggest part was, uh, like I said, I had worked two years uh, at a job here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had met people and made contacts. Uh, I had actually met an American that had lived here at the time probably 10 years before me, ahead of me so uh he in the beginning was my help uh in the german language uh but the german language uh, or any language you go to on the mission field is uh is of the utmost importance you have to be able to speak the language that you're going to uh reach the people in absolutely
0: people ask me all the time how do you learn fr- how did you learn french in 10 weeks almost perfect and the the, the, the the answer is very simple i had i had three tools i had a pencil and had a piece of paper and had a dictionary. And that's all you need. Don't, don't do all this fancy stuff. That's all you need. And you need a language class that you understand a little bit of grammar and that your, that your sentence become a little bit more sensical. That, but that's all you need. But you just go in there, and, and that's what I did. I talked to everybody. I had my dictionary. I didn't understand a word. I looked it up.
1: Did because you take... People, uh... Did you take French in school when you were in school, brother, in Switzerland? Yeah. Like
0: yes, we had to. I was in the in the German part of Switzerland and yes, but that helped me just nothing because when we were <laughs> in the language school and I had to take a, a test to see where where I'm at. I actually got to the weaker, to the, to the people that were worse. I didn't get, I didn't get to the, I was like the dumb media. I was like the dumb, I I had to go to the dumb people.
1: My um, wife took French also in school. And I was just wondering because that's, that's, uh, you know, the, the Europeans here, the Germans make fun of the Americans that they only speak one language. And, uh, that's one of the drawbacks. Uh, When you go to the mission field and you've never tried to understand the importance of knowing more than one language, uh, uh, that's going to be, uh, for some people, it, it can be a major hurdle, um, but um, I just wanted to point that out for our listeners there, that uh, here, in, uh, here in Europe, in Germany, I can only speak for Germany, the, they start teaching English uh, to the German students uh, in the third grade, and they, they take English all the way up till, uh, for the next uh, 11 years uh, of, of uh, school, and then once they get into the ninth uh, grade or so, they have to take another foreign language on top of that, either um, uh, French or Spanish or Latin. And my daughter is taking Latin right now, and she's having a hard time with it. That's, that's really kicking her around. And my wife says she come out of French not understanding anything. It didn't help her at all
0: no and then that's really the best thing i always have to say language mm. school helps you to make sense of your sentence construction yes. it doesn't mm-hmm. help you to learn the language it Amen. it helps you it helps you to give you some vocabulary but all that is, is 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 you know pitiful things you know where's the train station you know hello how are you who are you yes. know, that, that yes. stuff that gets you I mean, if you want to be a tourist and uh, that's all you want to be for for the rest of your life, then then that's fine. But if you want, to, and I'm, I'm assuming, if you want to be a missionary, you want to be more than a tourist. Amen. So uh, then that's not fine. So so really, I think you. Number one, when you hit that, when you approach the the the, the airport, switch your phone to the language that spoken layer Mm -hmm. or do that do that maybe one or two days later and then make sure for six months cut your american friends off because you won't learn it if you constantly speak english it's just that simple and i know that's hard but i had one time a pastor he wanted to because he heard that i had the The Holy Grail, and I'm sorry for the word, but that's that's kind of the term that everybody uses. The Holy Grail of learning a language. He came over here with his son and he thought in three weeks he's going to learn it. After three weeks, he was a bit disappointed that he didn't learn it that well. And he said, well, you told me. I said, yeah, I told you to leave your friends and family behind. And you didn't Mm -hmm. do that. You came with your son, which is okay if your son would have, would would have stick to your rules, but you both didn't stick to the rules Mm -hmm. and you wanted to minister to me. And so you spoke English with me. That's not going to work. You need to, you need to cut your language off. Now that's hard and the culture shock is already, but on the other side, in the first six months, don't don't be a missionary. Don't feel like you need to have a building. Nothing. you just there to learn the language. I it mm-hmm. probably, probably even a year and just enjoy life. Okay. You're almost in vacation. You're, you're back in that student mood. And in my opinion, students have a all year vacation. They think <laughs> they're working hard, but listen to me. They're not that's ridiculous, you know mm. which is why most of these students they wake up at 10 o'clock and go to bed at two o'clock in the morning. you can do that if you're lazy. Um, it's the only reason why you can do that. But of course if you have a job as a student that's a different bowl game, but I'm talking mm. about a full-time student. and um, so so when you land, you make sure you have the language, and the good thing is about doing it that way. And sitting in cafes, sitting in restaurants, sitting in parks, sit. Or learn the lo- in in Europe. Learn the local clubs. If you if you play a game well, there is a local club for you. If you play football as American, there is local football clubs. Now, mm-hmm. uh, join them <laughs> and learn people. That's the first thing you do. You learn people. People ask you who you are. You tell them I'm a language student and people say at some point they ask you and you say i'm a christian i'm a born again christian just be saved <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's something that i that is really hard for people because they and, and and that's really i want to switch this the mindset brother i believe most missionaries mindset when they're getting on the field is wrong Would
1: you, you agree have to that? Co- yeah you'll have to come to the to the mission field with a teachable spirit uh, if you don't have a teachable spirit, and by the way, the teachable spirit never stops, uh, you you need it as long as you're going to be on the mission field. You're never going to be a national. And you're going to have to be willing, in 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 minute areas, and in the beginning, it's going to be culture shock, like you said. In the beginning, it's going to be an upheaval of your own ways. And you're, if you come over with a rigid spirit, and and one of the worst things uh, that you can do is is to come to a mission field and think that you're going to save the world and that uh, you've got something extraordinary uh, to show people. Never forget that the thing that you have that's extraordinary to show uh, to the mission field is Jesus Christ. And um, the people that I I think that make it on a mission field are people that are humble enough to have a teachable spirit. And whether that's your language uh, or whether it's your culture, that you're going into you have to assimilate yourself to the culture you're going to. I mean, look brother, we we just got a major influx and and a lot of our American listeners uh, will understand this. We we over the last year and a half we've had a major influx of different muslim countries being dropped off on our door, doorsteps here. I hear it even now one and a half years later how that the people complain that they're not willing to come to this country and assimilate here in this country here. They want to bring their culture and they want to set up a subculture inside of Germany and Germany. And listen, I, I can't speak to other mission fields, but I can only imagine Germany does not re- react well to people that think that you're superior to them, that you're coming in to su- set up a, uh, an alternative culture. And we're not giving them an alternative Christ. There's only one Christ. We're we're teaching them the word of God, but we have to learn their culture, their language, and minister to them uh, in in these parameters. And if we don't do this, then uh, we're going to be, at the end of the day, a castaway. And that's what we don't want to become. We don't want society that you're going to to reach to cast us away from them, we want to be brought into them, and this is uh, this is a challenge. Um, and every place you're going, uh, you're going to go, and uh, every mission field is going to have its uh, own set of challenges. But it's like you said, the first step is not to find a building. Please, please, don't take the hard-earned money that these supporters and these families have offered to the Lord Jesus Christ. And immediately dump it into a building somewhere and, and expect that people are going to come to your church just because you have a building and a sign. That does that does not work in Germany. You do not. You don't. First of all, you don't need it. Second of all, it doesn't work. Meet in your living room. Meet with a, a with a couple of contacts and friends and form relationships. And that'll take you much further into the ministry than trying to set up a building and think people are going to come because you're something novel. And this is the best advice I can give you when it comes to the first thing you do when you come to the mission field, do not look for a building, look for contacts, look for relationships with people. And brother, I know you stress it a lot. So I'm sure you're biting, uh, chomping at the bit to say the same thing.
0: Well, I I just wanted to say that, uh, I... For, for any listeners, they just need to hear this. What what you just did is you you, and I can't. I'm telling you, you're spitting gold right now. You you you. This is what you are. You're you you are you you you're bringing out gold. And when people get it, and listen to what you just said, that that's gold right there. I mean, I go as I go a step further. Your mindset needs to be, as far as a church establishment goes, the first, two, three, possibly even five years don't even think about starting a church. Mm -hmm. Now that's gold right there. And if you can get it, if you can understand that what we're just saying right now and it gets into your skull and you're changing your mindset, because here's the problem. People come with the mindset because they have observed it in America with an established movement with, again, whether you like him or not, but the Baptist had a president of the United States. Now, what does that mean? That shows you that The Baptist, have a name in the States, right? Mm. I mean, I don't care for Jimmy Carter, but the point is he was a Baptist, wasn't he? Mm. I mean, we're going as far now that when a president wants to be elected, he makes the phrase, I'm born again. So mm-hmm. he can reach the Christians and he gets their vote. Right. <laughs> so so again, it's established. It's what I'm trying to make the strong point of that. And if forgive me as a Swiss, if I speak outside of both of my mouths, then just dismiss what I just said. But the point is, <laughs> um, the 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 fact is, in America, if you're doing that, if you rent the building and you're putting a name plug in there and you're doing this relatively quickly, it might work. I don't know. But I do know if you're doing the same thing over here, you might as well don't go just take the plane go sightseeing and take the next plane and go back and do it Mm. there do that because if that's your mindset you're going to be unsuccessful Mm. and 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 telling you success is not measured by the many by the amount of people you're going to have because i'm promising you you're ending up with other so-called christians especially Mm. here in europe and i promise you too that that's that's not going to be a lasting anything. Why can mm. I say that? Because I've observed it for 30 years. I'm yes. observing the 30 years Europe, and I'm sorry to say this, and I know this is hard, but there's a lot of money that was dumped into Europe. And I just, <laughs> nothing is lasting. It seems like every missionary that comes has to start all over again. <laughs> and and why, which is why I'm saying what you just said, brother, is you, 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 were, you, were, you were spitting gold. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. Well, it's, we're trying to.
1: We've started a movement here, and and this is the conclusions. And you know, you came to me and you you pointed out a lot of these facts that we're we're sharing now with the um, with the English speaking audience. But we've got a movement going on here where we're taking the podcast, we're taking uh, you've written several blog posts, and uh, we're uh, we're going to cities and we're preaching on the streets, and we're trying to reach Christians. Uh, we're trying to reach lost people. And we're trying to reach these people that we can come to their city, to their village, meet with them in their homes, that they can start a home Bible study. And the thing that we're telling you on this podcast is nothing different than what we're trying to do here. We're trying to get these people where they're at to meet inside of their homes and study the word of God and fall in love with the Lord Jesus Christ, that they would go out and be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And at some point after years, if that thing, if God puts his hand to that ministry and it grows at at that time, they can consider uh, uh, starting a church uh, and uh, they can consider renting a building, but it has to come to a point brother, where it's no longer needed. When we first got, when we first come back supported uh, from the States, we met inside of another church and the church let us meet in Sunday afternoons because the average German Christian, uh, uh, they don't go to church in Sunday afternoons. So we were able to uh, stay in their building, rent free, and meet inside of their building. And we didn't have to spend a dime on on uh, rent there. So that was fine. But when that when that dried up, when that uh, watering hole dried up. We move, we moved back to our apartment, and I chose an apartment in the very beginning that was big enough that had my dining room and my living room combined that we could hold church services there. We had one time now it was a it was a it was a one time service. It was a Thanksgiving service if I remember uh, correctly. But we had forty five people in my living room, and you don't need a building. Uh, the, the Germans don't have do not have the stigma that they need a building to meet in you, you th- there's all kind of uh bible uh they, they have a what they call the house Christ uh Bewegung here and what that is is just a home bible study uh uh movement that was started here years and years ago now unfortunately many of those movements never go beyond that and they are satisfied with that but that's why that's why you come over as the missionary that to to take these people and take them to the next step. But you don't take the shortcut. You don't jump over the first steps. And the first step is meet people, get to know people, make relationships. And once you do that, uh, go into their homes, invite them into your home and let them get to know you and you get to know them. It's an excellent opportunity to get to know the culture if you do it that way. If you, if you start out with a church, it's so formal and it's so ritualistic. You, you don't never get to really know the people because you're you're so caught up in the in the, the format of, of the local church that that you miss a lot of the things that you could be learning in those valuable first years. So uh, I think it's a very needful podcast to tell the people don't try to take shortcuts because you're going to end up uh, you're going to end up cutting yourself uh, in your own in your own flesh when you do that.
0: A false mindset leads to bad shortcuts. And one of mm. these shortcuts is trying to find other Christians and attract them. And you can, you, and let's call it what it is. It's organizing a church. It's not starting a church. Start Because starting a church starts with unbelievers. Here's, here's how a church starting starts. You go to someone, that person, you befriend them, you have a relationship with them, you lead them to the Lord, you disciple them, they bring other people in. And at some point you say, hey, why don't we meet somewhere? And then you can have your your pulpit. But the problem is people want, they think success is a building and a pulpit. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing this way too quick before you even have that, you're going to be wrong every time, which is why I said you have to first get into the culture and, and learning that culture and really understanding the culture and being able by the way being able to get the, to get into it being able that they let you in mm. You'd be, hey I'm Swiss man Germans don't care for Swiss Germans don't care for anybody but themselves they think That's they are true. the center of the universe Amen. and so but I got in. How did I get in? Very simple. I just did what I just told you. Mm-hmm. I just went here, and I just went to the cafes, and I went to the clubs, and I went to the—I mean—to the sports Vereine. Uh, is that right, club? It just seems a whole I, word.
1: I was going to correct you earlier, but uh, it's actually a country club in the states is also called a club. So. When Brother Fry is saying a club, he's not talking about a disco. Over yeah. here, we call we call a club. We call it a discotheque. Uh, so.
0: what, what would be the right word?
1: Uh, That's a pro- sports, I tell you,
0: sports club? Or?
1: You know, sports club. There's nothing wrong with that. A, a rod and gun club. We have those things in the States, a rod and gun club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the problem with it, brother, is at least where I'm from. Now, I can't speak uh, for places like Ohio and uh, some of the uh, larger cities are our supporters. Um, the problem is uh, they we don't have anything in the states where I'm from as organized as Germany does. Right, And uh, I was told that Adolf Hitler put a great, great emphasis on these um, different uh, clubs and organizations to get people together. And it was just a different as an extension of the uh, of the to spy on the the community, uh, is when you get to know people and, and, he, and, and two, it makes a strong fabric of society when you get people together like that and pull them together. I think it's a very needful thing. I think it's a great thing. Um, the organizations here, the, uh, the, whether it be a sports, uh, uh club or a, um, uh, whether, I mean, uh, as we've said in, in previous podcasts, they have one for everything. It doesn't matter what you think of, they've got one. I mean, I went to, um, and we're going to be talking about this in a moment, but uh, when when I got here, I was here about five years and then I, my support wasn't uh, exactly uh, enough to cover our expenses. I didn't call back to the States and I didn't start crying, please send us more money. Uh, I started a, a business. I started a, a business where I went into German corporations and started teaching business English. And uh, one, of I went to a uh, a party uh, as a graduation party for one of our classes and they had a, uh, an aeronautics uh, club where, you know, these just average German people uh, join a club to learn how to fly planes. And so they, they took up people in planes, you know, and let you uh, fly around in the planes and it, it, it's the sky's the limit. I mean, over here, they've got a club for everything. So what I'm trying to say with that is it gives everyone an opportunity because Every missionary, no matter how dull you are, and there are some dull ones, uh, (laughs) no matter how dull you are, there's someone out there in Germany, and uh, we're speaking on behalf of Germany, that has a club, uh, an organization where you can meet other people of like mind and like interest. And you've already taken one of the steps out of the process of getting to know people. You join a club that have the same interests as you. I mean, if you're Mm -hmm. into archery, there's archery clubs. Hey, on the way to church, there's a double ed- a double-edged axe throwing club. It, there's a big sign on the side of the road. So if you ever felt like that, there's some Viking blood in you, and you want to learn how to throw a double-headed axe, then there's a club for you in Germany here. Well, go in there and infiltrate them and turn them away from uh, uh, what is what is the paradise for the Vikings? Valhalla? Uh, Valhalle? Valhalle. Uh, I don't know. I'm not so strong
0: on that part.
1: uh, You can reach in there and snatch those Vikings out of Valhalla and you can put them in the Lord Jesus Christ and put them in New Jerusalem. Uh, That'd be an interesting way.
0: I have a lot of Italian blood. I'm not, uh, I'm not the Northern kind of a type, you know, so I can't speak intelligently about it, but I would find out if I would go there. And that's, that's, by the way, that's what I wanted to bring us, Mm -hmm. uh, you, you have to really understand the, the culture, you know, that this, this stuff is what we're talking about pertains to Germany. If you go to somewhere else in Indonesia, Hey, maybe in Indonesia, it's well, it's, it's, it's even good for you to call yourself missionary. I don't know that. All mm-hmm. I'm saying is find out, Hey, when I went to India and Burma, you know what I did? I found out, I found out, for example, that when you preach or when you go in the person's home, you take off your shoes. Which is why they're always walking around with sandals because they have they put their sandals right off. So, you know, otherwise you, you're you you know, your socks that's gonna be a problem. You know, they're always gonna be dirty. But the point is you find that stuff out first. Don't offend people. Mm-hmm. Don't offend people unnecessarily because in your culture it's different. And look, the same thing goes for for uh, Yankees and Southerners, they're, they're mm. different. you know, you don't do the same thing as you would do in new york in 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 Alabama. It wouldn't work, you know? Mm. so um, so you have to find out, you have to learn, and uh, you have to learn hard. One thing that's clear here, what I'm at, is you need to be a hard worker you can't be lazy you cannot per- per- perceived and when you're perceived lazy is when you think you're a missionary who is always at home who is always around with their children and you're thinking well i'm doing my children a service okay hold on a moment it, even if you you can have a good family and still work hard i mean mm-hmm. those two do not go against each other now i know maybe this world is saying telling you that but the, the world is lying always has always will and uh, that's just uh, the fact, but but again, it it it's 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 that thing you need to study it, and that takes time. Don't make those mistakes, which is which is really a luxury right now that you can go to a missionary. I mean, you look at Hudson Taylor; he didn't have anybody. He had to learn all that by himself, right. which is why he dressed like a uh, a Chinese. You guys right. need to read that stuff, and you can really learn something from Hudson Taylor because he adjusted to the right. culture. He knew what to do and what not to do. And the reason why he knew is because he studied and he didn't start a church right away. And I'm just saying, the mindset should be, I'm going in there to learn. I'm not going in there right away. Your job is to lead people to the Lord, just like in the States. Mm -hmm. That's That's a universal truth. Your job is not, I need to have a tie on on Sunday, standing behind a pulpit, and my wife makes them click, 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 click. And we have something to present on a prayer letter. If you want to do that, then why don't you just go into sales business? Because that's, that's what you are, a salesman.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's certainly, we need to have a podcast uh, uh, on that topic in and of itself. Um, the mission work is not a means to an end. And a po- the means to the end is to preach Christ uh, and to preach sound doctrine. And the the end is not to have good prayer letters. It's not to have the praise of man. And if, if you start right, uh, chances are you're going to end right. And there's going to be an, uh, plenty of obstacles. There's going to be spiritual, uh, temptations. There's going to be things that try always to trip you up. Uh, you're going to have problems with support, uh, for some of you. Uh, these are things where you're going to have to learn to think outside of the box, read, read the missionary, novels and learn how to read between the lines and learn how to adjust that wisdom that that missionary learned, uh, to and apply it to the mission field that you're going to. But, uh, it's, it's absolutely necessary to learn the culture, learn the language. And once you start doing those things, uh, like I said, a lot of these things, uh, and and I'll just say it in the way of a caveat is, uh, these are advice that we're giving now. If they're, if there is no veteran missionary, where are you are going to? If you have a veteran missionary to go serve under, it makes things a whole lot easier because now you can sit in under a veteran missionary where you're getting the language, you're getting the culture, and you're getting the uh, church service. So you can get an idea of how the, the, the ministry is run and you learn some do's and don'ts of the ministry there. And that that is the absolute best advice that someone can get when they go to the mission field. Listen, I was told that, uh, when we came here, uh, I didn't have anyone, uh, our circumstances, uh, had us almost anchored in the area that I was in. I already had contacts. I had already won souls Christ here, but once I got here, I joined myself to other uh, missionaries that was here and I tried to do my best to learn, uh, from them, uh, some of the ins and outs of the missionary, uh, uh work here. So those are things that also should be said.
0: But you know what's interesting? You just said one important thing that I want the listeners to really understand. You were already here, but then you were not here as a missionary. You were just a born again, saved mm-hmm. Christian, which mm-hmm. is why you make contact, which is why yes. you let anybody to the Lord, which is why Lord, which is why somebody waited for you. Listen, mm-hmm. that's the thing. That's what I'm talking. That's the key. Mindset. If you are here and say, I'm just a Christian, want to lead somebody to the Lord, I do not need to have a a church because some people demand that you you were really kind of spirit free. You didn't have to Mm -hmm. do all that. You didn't have to meet those demands. And then you came as a missionary. Now, again, somebody already waited for you. But that's what I'm talking about. That kind of mindset that you first had when you were not a missionary officially. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it when you come. And I believe that's universally true wherever you go. Just go there and say, I'm a born again Christian. Okay, see, just be, a, just, you have no, you don't listen, you don't, I promise you, you don't lead anybody to the Lord the first three years. There's a good chance, especially in Europe, that you don't lead anybody to the Lord in the first three years.
1: Uh, unless cares? you're picking green fruit, unless you're taking shortcuts. Right. Uh, and you're- False conversions. Um, false
0: conversion, but but again, who, and I'm saying, who cares? Not, of course, you care. You want people to lead to that's good, and I want that too. But I, I re, I have you have to realize it takes time. It need it takes time. People need to trust you. People, listen, you don't want the Mormon that people trust the Mormon right away. And this and especially Europe, they have been flooded by Mormons, by JWs, by mm-hmm. by other, you know, freaks like like Buddhists and Zen Buddhists and Moonies. Hindus and, and 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 you know all these weirdos. Mm-hmm. So you don't want people to trust only a freak would trust right away someone, and that's a fact. So the same thing goes for you. For all they care you're just not a freak. Yeah. So Show him that you're not. Show them you're a hard worker, especially in Europe. Show him that you're somebody trustworthy. Show him. hey, the other day, an, a, an unsaved businessman, I'm talking about a guy who has uh, who already turned businesses over, who, who has his own business. And he, he told me and said, I have three people that I trust, and you're one of them. So Amen. how did I earn that? You think that I did this because I talked to him once or twice and told him Jesus Christ? Of course, I told him, Lord. Yeah, the Romans Road. Of course, I told him, Lord. He knows I'm saved. I talk to him about the Lord all the time. But I've been in contact with him for three years now, and I'm talking about regular. We play tennis with each other. That's how we met each other, by the way. I wouldn't have met him otherwise. Do you think I would have met him if I'd rang his doorbell? By the way, I did. He just praise God. He didn't remember. You you think in in Liechtenstein? I, I I saw every house three times. I, I, I also did his house. I know when he invited me to his house, I thought, yeah, I know that place. <laughs> I know that place. Been here many times. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. maybe he wasn't, he didn't answer his door. So pray, anyway, but now I have a contact. And so look, what should be the first goal? It should be to start the people. It should be to figure out what these people need. And one thing that's sure, if you want to look, look good and you want to feel good, take, if you have the urge, You just need to feel good. And you want a good prayer letter story. Take order or bake for 10,000 Chick tracks. Do whatever you want. Do it in any way. Go to the train station and pass them all out in a week. Mm -hmm. And you do that because you have that urge every month. Do it. The best is don't do it where you live. Go to drive 50 kilometers where nobody knows you and you probably never will start church. And that gets you good stuff for the prayer letter so now you have that hammered out now the Mm -hmm. rest of the time you can focus on starting and bringing people to the lord jesus christ amen what do you think about that
1: i think it's sound advice i think um uh, here in germany um first of all if you have a good quality track um Even if you can't speak the language yet, the track can speak for you. You can go out, like you said, go somewhere where you're not going to start your work and start handing out tracks. That's exactly what I did when I, brother, I could not speak. I could not speak one sentence. Uh, I had to get someone to teach me how to say, can I give you a gift? And, and that's how simplistic I had to get my german down uh, we always has, have this problem with any Americans that visit here and want to go out with us and see the the ministry we have to teach them some kind of an introductory phrase uh, because uh, you you're not going to get anywhere if you don't try to speak the language here so you can hand out tracts no matter where you're at but go somewhere and try to hand out some tracks, but that is not the shortcut. You are not the missionary. You have not accomplished your goal just because you've been able to put a, a chick track. Some people will take anything out of your hands. In Germany, if you go down the street and that's one of the, the blessings of, of uh, being here in this country, they have a shopping area where, uh, at any given weekend, uh, Uh, There's thousands of people streaming through a very narrow corridor where you can uh, uh, strategically place four or five people or yourself and pass out upwards of uh, of between five hundred and a thousand tracks in one day. Uh, And that's with people having a semi critical spirit and turning down uh, uh, three out of five tracks so you can get it done. And I think it's a it's a great advice you just gave is to don't don't think that just because you can hand out some tracks that now you it's time to start a church. Concentrate and stay concentrated on forming contacts and forming new people to befriend and and concentrate on the on the friendship side of it. And if you can win the hearts of these people, you can win their souls over for the Lord Jesus Christ. But you have to win the hearts, and they have to trust you. It's like, your, it's like your tennis partner said, and that was a very good point you made, brother, is if you had not joined the tennis club, if you did not have that common denominator uh, with that person, you would have you know, possibly never gotten the chance to witness to that person at all. And it's not to say that that person is saved, but this person is now out of his own mouth said he trusts you. And so that means he trusts you also. Uh, with your life as a, as a pastor. He trusts you uh, as someone that's given the gospel, that you're not a freak. You're not just a flash-in-the-pan uh, Mormon missionary that's going to be here for one year that has no real desire for the people here. We need to have a heart for the people that we're trying to reach. And if we don't have that heart for them, uh, do something else with your life. I mean, there's plenty of things to do. Do something else with your life.
0: I also wanted to say, if you're an introvert, God can most certainly use you, but I would really strongly advise you to think maybe I should be a pastor in the United States. If you're an introvert and you're trying to go to a mission field and you really feel awkward for you for to, to approach people and to mm-hmm. be kind of that, that person that just likes to communicate with people, if you have a hard time, if people approach you because you're so introverted... I don't know. I'm just saying, I mean, I would just pray about it. And, um, you know, that's, you know, it's not that's that a good point. Dog
1: can't use you, but that's a really hard. good point. I, you know, I come to Germany thinking I was an extrovert. Everyone that knows me in the States, I've got some good friends there. And, uh, everyone would say, you know, I'm just, I'm an extrovert. I've got a bubbly personality, but once you get into a foreign culture and a foreign language and a people that really don't want that, god that that jesus christ that you're trying to offer them we're having to instill these values we're trying to faith cometh by hearing hearing by the word of god we're trying to put faith into these people by them hearing the word of god uh what if you come into a foreign country with a foreign language all of a sudden that extrovert uh that that part of you that you are so uh, confident of. You have to learn all over. You're, you're a brand new person now because now you're in their culture. Now you're, you're on their playing field and you have to learn how to, uh, you know, it's an uneven playing field. You have to learn how to get it, to get yourself on an even keel to make sure that you have at least not a disadvantage when you're trying to present the gospel to them. And you have a disadvantage if you're like you said, if you're lazy, uh, if you won't take the time to put in to learn the language, if you don't take the time to build relationships, you're at a great disadvantage in Germany. I can't speak for other countries, but in Germany, in Europe all uh, altogether, I think you're in a great disadvantage if you don't take that time to do it right. There are no shortcuts mm-hmm. to it.
0: Uh, that's it. There, There is no, I mean. There are shortcuts, but the shortcuts always lead to, <laughs> to a bad outcome. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, I think it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's just very clear. In the end of the day, um, if, you, if you have that urge to show success, if you cannot understand it, it time, uh, that it takes time, that it takes time to get into the inner circles of people. It's, it takes time uh, to um, yeah to, to build anything. You know from the from the grounds up, which is what we're talking about starting and mm-hmm. st- what, what did you what, did, what what is everybody putting in their their prayer letter, prayer cards starting local church mm-hmm. training local men okay good mm-hmm. now start with one don't start mm-hmm. with a church start just with one person leading mm-hmm. the Lord and I trust trust me out of ten people that you befriend one is interested in God. Out of these one, now you find that every one-tenth has interest in the Lord. Out of these one-tenth, every one-tenth again is going, you lead to the Lord. So you need to make a hundred friends in order to get one person Lord. Now, if you're not willing to to, to do that sacrifice, stay home, do something mm-hmm. else. There's plenty to do. Uh, this is. This shouldn't be the first thing you should do. And we're not trying to discourage you. But, but look, it's better for you doing that way because one thing is sure, you're coming to a new culture, you're coming to a new country. And on top of that, you want immediately to start a church and have that burden on you as well. And trust me, if you have 10 people that you're trying to lead, you're having a burden on you. Amen. You're going to crush underneath that burden, which is why God made it that slow. Uh, there is a reason why God made it that way. And he always had it done that way. And if you read church history, you will understand that. So brother, I, I would have to, I have to say, I would love to talk like probably four more hours about it, but I just, Know that I know myself. I know the listener probably wants to say, Look, I heard it, but we, I think we need to do a part two at some point. But uh, mm-hmm. do you have anything to add? Uh, otherwise, I, I close in prayer. But if you have something to add, feel free to go.
1: I, I would just say that uh, we're not, as you said, we're not trying to discourage anyone. And uh, the exact opposite is true. We're trying to encourage a right model to start with. Believe me, if you will take this advice, you will thank us. 10, 15, 20 years into your ministry is like you said, brother, time is on our side. Uh, as long as the Lord tarries, there's, there is no, there's no quota that we have hanging over us that we have to win uh, 40 souls to Christ per year, or we're not going to be worth our salt. and We're not going to be staying on the mission field. Time is on your side. Do the labor that the day calls for. And that when, when all of a sudden and listen, you'll blink your eye and you'll be on the mission field for 10 years. And what you want to see after 10 years is something that you've established with a good foundation. Jesus Christ taught us not to build a house on sinking sand. And if you're going to come over and try these flash-in-the-pan methods of trying to win souls and to start a local church and turn it over after four years and move on, listen, you've seen it because you were, uh, you were born here in Europe, uh, you've, but you've had a unique experience of having served in a missionary church. Started by an American missionary, you got to see other American missionaries come, fold up their tent, go home, and leave behind them absolutely nothing and okay. And this is something that we're trying with this with this movement that we're trying to uh, expand past the uh, the the tried and true ways to fail at the ministry. And we're trying to make something that's going to be lasting for the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's, it's not going to be fast. It's not going to be easy. Uh, It doesn't have to be discouraging. It can be fun. Uh, But God's blessing is dependent upon all things, brother. And if we, if we approach the ministry the right way in prayer and the right uh, methodology, then we should expect that right outcomes should follow. And this is all that we're trying to say is come prepared to do the work, come prepared to, to make lifelong investments into the mission field you're coming to. And uh, that's all I would have to say to it. And I'd hope that the the listeners would, uh, if if we seem redundant in what we're saying, it's because it's very important. Uh, You need to get that lesson.
0: I agree. Send it to all your friends and send it to all your missionary, wannabe missionaries and whatnot. And I hope that even some, if a pastor is listening to this right now, I want to offer it to you we both are available. Uh, if you want to make a Zoom call or, or a Skype call, we both will be on it and we, we will gladly uh, telling your future missionaries and just giving them a little bit of advice. And I think that's, that's needed. And I hope as a pastor, if you hear it, I think, you know, I, I just can offer it to you that I would take time out and I'm sure I speak for you too. You would take time out and yeah, uh, we will try to help you uh, uh, rego- uh, on that behalf. And if you have a missions conference, might be some, some good stuff. Cause I believe what you've heard today is gold and uh, it is gold. It's, it's, it's precious and um, uh, you don't hear that stuff many times. So um, thank you that you were on again. And um, yeah, let's pray. Father and heaven, I thank you for this podcast. It was it was a joy to my to my own soul. It was a joy talking about it, and I pray that some people can get a hold of that and uh, really get a blessing out of this. And Father, I pray that you help them to to understand it, to understand the message that we're trying to bring across, but I believe that you're trying to bring across. And Father, I pray that you uh, help us to uh, to guide us in the ministry here. And uh, Father, we pray that you help us to to be a uh, to to be a born again Christian first, and try to be a, a soul winner. And uh, Father, we pray that in your precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You've listened to Two and Two Missionaries. This podcast is by missionaries for missionaries. We hope you received a blessing today. Please support our podcast by subscribing to it. And most importantly, share with your friends and other people who you believe will get a blessing of our podcast. There will be a new episode each Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central European Time. We hope you have a good week and may the Lord bless you.